Welcome to the Authors Who Lead podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, people who want to be inspired by authors, leaders, and the messages they share. This is such an important podcast to us because we help uncover what goes on behind the scenes when authors are writing their book. We talk about the process. We talk about where they get big ideas, and you can listen in on those conversations. We can't wait for you to join us. So let's get started. Did you ever have a feeling that maybe it's too late to write a book? Maybe that you've wanted to start, but you just didn't have the the strength or the energy or the confidence to begin. Well, it's not too late. For many years, more than 25, I had thought to myself, I should write a book. Not that I should, I kind of felt compelled to, like I had to. And yet every time I sat down to actually write or open my journal, just a few words would drop out. I'd work, I would take classes, attend workshops, read plenty of books about it, but never seemed to be able to finish anything. I just figured I didn't have what it takes. So I stopped until that yearning came again and I started again. I figured if I didn't write this idea out, it might just make me agonize into my grave. In fact, the quote from Maya Angelou, there's no greater agony than an untold story inside of you, rang so true. And I remember thinking, maybe it's just I don't have the right genre, or maybe I don't have the right outline pr- program, or maybe I, I should start again and throw this one out. And it's just because I started wrong. But I imagine that maybe writing a book isn't about being good enough, because that was the biggest feeling I was thinking. Not that my idea wasn't good, or that the structure I started wasn't good enough, but that I wasn't good enough. And that's where you can get in a slippery slope. I was out, always doubting myself. It's a terrible feeling to feel like there's something you really want to do, but you also feel like you really aren't the one to do it. But what I've learned is that writing a book isn't about letting go of fear, because fear is kind of like fuel for authors. You need it, really. But it feels so strange, and maybe you're accomplished in many other areas, but sitting down to write just feels terrifying. feels like you're frozen. But what if writing a book wasn't as hard as you thought? What if I was making it harder than it needed to be? and that everything that I had been taught in school about writing was actually wrong, then writing a book wasn't something that I couldn't do, or that I wasn't capable of doing, but something that I really needed to do. Saying to yourself, I am an author, is probably the hardest words I've ever said, because it requires me to believe something that I can't yet see. And when I started writing my first book, I felt every step of the way like maybe I was an imposter. Like maybe this wasn't going to work out this time. I had tried so many other times before. But just like walking or running, It's just one step after the other. One word follows another. And that's really all it is. It's not difficult to start on a road of a thousand steps, or a thousand miles for that matter. It just takes one step and then the other. If you're stuck on the idea that your writing should be good, then you're actually going to be stuck in that mindset that you'll never be able to write. Because no matter how good it is, in your mind, it will never be good enough. It will be measured up to so many other people, instead of measuring it up to the idea that writing is supposed to feel this way, and that being an author feels harder than it actually is. I was able to write my first book in 30 days when I was able to let go of my beliefs that writing was hard. I needed a plan, a system, and I needed accountability. What I didn't need it to be was hard because it had been hard for long enough. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how did I write my book in 30 days and how you can actually follow that plan as well. And also to understand your mindset, how to shift your mind from thinking that this is hard, it's difficult, and I'm no good, to I'm great, this is easy, and it's fun. And lastly, remembering that all the fears and doubts are the fuel that writers need, not the thing you should try to get rid of. Because the moment you get rid of it, it's the moment you start, stop having 
this incredible belief that writing is bigger than you. And in some ways, it really is. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, Asul Theronis here from Authors Who Lead. Thank you for coming back to another episode. Today I want to talk about the idea of writing a book, that perhaps it might be harder than you think because you're making it so. Maybe your ideas about writing a book are something that are keeping you from taking action. I know because uh, being a teacher, a principal, a professor, that we were taught to be editors more than we were taught to be writers. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean is that so many times we're given um, instructions or given a guideline or a rubric to say, here's what you need to do in order to get a grade, an A, a passing grade, etc. But with that comes our editor brain, which says, what do I have to do to get the grade I want? How hard do I need to work? What is it that I need to accomplish? And with that brain is, is the editor brain. So we, we organize and write an effort to produce some result. Now, it sounds good. It sounds noble. It's actually quite academic to say, what's my thesis? How am I proving this? But it isn't very inspirational, nor is it very helpful when you're trying to put your mind around writing a book. Because when you go to write, you write, you edit, you type, 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 delete, 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 write something, throw it away. And instead of thinking about writing as a creative process, we think about it with that all critical brain. How do I get this done well or the least amount of effort? And if you think about it, think about all the papers that you wrote in school, whether it be in middle school, high school, or even college, that you put off to the very last minute. It doesn't make sense to spend just one night writing a paper that was assigned for you six weeks ahead of time, but that's usually what we did. We did it often because we were putting off the feeling of writing, putting it off because we thought it's not going to be good or it's going to be hard. And so we delayed it rather than taking our time and enjoying it and thinking through what do I really have to say rather than thinking about all the potential marks we'd get back in order to get a passing grade. Some of us who are gifted in writing, we'd get the assignment, write it, turn it in, get an A. But if you sit down to write something that's on you, for you, by you, with your name on it, and put it into the world, it's a different feeling. That feeling is what I want to talk about today. Why does the feeling of writing a book seem so hard? Well, a lot of it is because we believe that it's supposed to be good. Now, I know that seems strange for me to say, don't worry about it being good. But a lot of the worry about it being good enough is what keeps you from writing. What if something out there is already better than mine? Or what if it gets terrible reviews? Or what if somebody reads it and hates it? What if my friends see it? What if my teacher sees it? What if my spouse thinks it's awful? Never mind, I'll start again. It's not good enough. If ever those thoughts have come in your mind, don't worry. They're actually normal thoughts. I make each and every one of my writing students, the people that come into my coaching programs, write their very first activity. I want them to write out on a piece of paper, a note card, a post-it, and put it right in front of them, just like I have right in front of me, the words, I am an author. Those four words are powerful because it tells you in your brain that no matter what comes up, I'm an author. Now, for some of you, if I told you to write that I'm an author and put it on your computer screen, you would say, well, but I'm not an author yet. So I won't be able to do that until I'm actually an author. Well, there lies the problem is that you already believe that you're not one. And so you're not going to be able to get there. And every feeling you have will make you think that, oh, I'm not an author yet. This is why I feel this way. When in fact, a lot of your doubts, your fears, your frustrations, your wonders are because you're leaning into what's called authorship. Being an author is something that feels way different than anything else you've done. So you have to remind yourself, oh, this is what it feels like to be an author. I'm just terrified and I think there's something wrong or I feel like it's horrible or like it's no good or I should throw it away. And that means there's something wrong. When in fact, 
that's exactly what you should be feeling because that's what authors need. It's part of the fuel that authors have, the sense of feeling not enough, the sense of feeling doubtful, a little bit of trepidation about putting the work into the world. And with that comes this doubt. Well, the doubt doesn't have to paralyze you, but if you misunderstand it, it really can. So writing a book has to be about understanding that deep complexity that comes with authorship. I've helped doctors, lawyers, chiropractors, pharmacists, people with great intellectual abilities, professors, come to me to write books. And the problem with writing a book, unlike anything else, a dissertation, a thesis, even really great articles, is that writing a book about yourself, or if it's not about you, about what you believe, can be terrifying. Because you can't put it on the research. You can't say, oh, it's this is what my teacher said I had to do, my professor, my college, my client said I needed to write this. It's you. It's you saying, this is what I have to say. And I've helped TEDx speakers with the same problem. They want to write an incredible talk, and yet they want to do it so polished that they don't even show up, that there is no evidence of them existing in this talk. And those talks don't make a powerful impact. They might be well-structured. They might be perfectly performed, but it lacks resonance. It lacks truth. It lacks vulnerability. And basically, they polished out any sign of their weakness out of the work. And I'm not saying your work should be flawed. It should just be honest. And if you're trying to hide from being honest, then you're never going to be a great writer. And being a great writer isn't about how beautiful your words are when they first come out of your pen or your computer or your, the stroke of your genius on the page. It comes from you realizing that writing is a process, that the process of writing is multiple phases. There's the ideation phase, the creation phase, the planning phase, everything that's pre-writing. That part of writing is important. In fact, it's more vitally important than you think. It's not just planning. It's the idea and visioning out what this could be that's super important. And then getting a simple pathway towards it. I'm going to talk you through a little bit about why having a plan for your book helps you get faster in just a moment. But what I want you to know is that sometimes we get caught in our head thinking that it's supposed to look and feel different than it does. So let me tell you first about me writing the first book that I ever put my name on, that I ever attached myself to, that said, this is my work. Because I'm coming up on the seventh anniversary here in October as the recording of this that I actually hit publish on that book. It was not perfect. There were mistakes. It wasn't the best cover, but it was exactly what I wanted to say. And it took me less time than all those other decades of trying to write, mainly because I accepted that I was going to be afraid the entire time, but I didn't let it paralyze me. And I didn't agonize over it. I didn't sit in a cabin or take time off work or, you know, go lock myself into a retreat space. I was able to write my book with a busy schedule with teenagers at home, working as a teacher, teaching graduate class at night, and still maintaining and taking care of the family household. All of that, and I was still able to write this book in 30 days. And I'm going to reveal to you how I did it here. So first of all, you need to remember that writing a book is about having an idea that's worthy of spreading, just like the TEDx idea is that, hey, if you don't have something to say, writing about it will be futile if, you don't, if you're not clear about what is this message. What's the message I have for my reader? What's the joyful message? What am I trying to inspire others to have? If you're clear about what you're trying to inspire others to do or what you're inspiring them to have, then you could really get focused, get clear. Because a, a book isn't about the number of pages or words. It's about how easy is it for the person reading the book to see the vision you're trying to share, for them to acquire the transformation you're inspiring or hoping them to have. Let's say, for example, I finish reading a book and I put it down and I think to myself, oh, that was good. If they never talk about the book again, was it really inspirational? 
The power of a book really is when it leaves the page. If someone can go to their friend and they notice something about them or they say something, go, you seem different today. And the person says, yeah, I'm really thinking about things differently. Well, why? And they tell them because of this book. And they're able to, in one sentence, kind of hold on to the simple message you were trying to communicate. And they go, wow, that seems exactly like what I need. Or that seems so interesting. That's when a book becomes powerful and useful, is when it leaves a page and lives in the world with other people. So people overthink books and think like academics, like this needs to have everything they need, all the evidence and information that will persuade them to know why this is good for them. But in truth, more of us need confidence, uh, need to be connected to the author's stories, uh, hear about what, what's going on, and then be able to internalize it that, and carry it with them so they can share it more than they need to be proven to this is right. I think so many people get lost in this idea of giving people their knowledge. If I just give everybody everything I know about this topic, then it will be a good book. But if I don't put enough in here, it won't be credible. And so we waste our time struggling with research and ideas and quotes, and we often give away our own power. And as one of my favorite editors, Anne says, you hand the microphone on the stage to somebody else when it's your turn to speak. So think about why am I saying this? Why does it matter? Because if someone walks away not knowing why I believe this, then maybe I didn't do a good job. But having your ideas out of your head aren't the first step, but it is one of the important steps. But more importantly, you have to have a simple plan to make the words work. And I'm going to talk to you about how I wrote my book in 30 days. And I want you to actually use this plan, if you're stuck at all, to get your book out of you. So here's the first principle. Number one, writing a book isn't as hard as you think. And here's why. Most of us spend time, quote, writing. If you're out there and you've been writing a book or thinking about writing a book or planning to write a book for years and years like I have. And I'll tell you where I've been stuck before. And currently I'm finally getting to a place where I'm unstuck on a project I've been stuck on for years. But the idea of what a book is, is simple. Writing a book is about planning and then executing. So getting your book idea out of your head to unclog the funnel is so important. What do I mean by that? Well, a book exists. It exists within you. You're not necessarily just making it up from you know, things you know. You're you're bringing your life story, you're bringing your experiences, the experience of others, and then you're kind of weaving it together on the page. But a lot of the book ideas are already kind of held within your subconscious, in your knowledge. But sometimes we leave it in our head, and so it causes a problem. Our doubts cause a problem. Our fears cause a problem. Our wonders about how we should publish this or not publish this, whether we get an agent. All those things can be considered what I call marbles or rocks, clogging the funnel. So if you imagine that writing a book is like taking an empty bottle, putting a funnel on top of it, and pouring in the words into the bottle or onto the page, and that should logically create a book. It's not complicated, right? One word after the other, sentence after the other, paragraphs after the other, page after the other. That's how a book gets written. Why is it so hard then? Why does it say, and New York Times, I think 2008, stated that 81% of North Americans say they have a book inside of them, but only 3% ever actually finish a manuscript? That is a very small percentage of people, a small percentage who actually finish. But the number of people who actually ever publish that manuscript is even smaller. Only 30% of that small fraction ever hit publish, and mainly because of fear. Not because they're not good. There are plenty of award-winning novels, wonderful manuscripts in drawers, in hard drives, in notebooks, never out in the world because of this fear. Well, a lot of the fear comes from the ideas that got clogged in our head in that funnel. Each one of those marbles or those rocks inside of that funnel, they're like invisible or clear, and they keep stacking up in that funnel. And as you pour the writing in, you feel like it should just go onto the page. You sit to write, but it only drips out. 
and then eventually it pours over the top and you can't seem to write anything that matters. Well, most people just keep pushing through. They take out the bottle, put another one in and try again. The problem is the funnel is clogged with things you don't even notice they're there. Doubts, fears, insecurities. And what you need to do before you write is empty the funnel. Empty it out so that it's nothing in there blocking. If you don't spend time realizing that there's a block before you write, then the block will always come up. And it's not that they won't come up later. People are aware of this idea of writer's block. They're just not conceptually ever to see it and what it does to your writing ability. Number one, don't think of writing as researching. Okay, it's okay to research. I'm not saying don't research, but don't tell yourself this is writing. I'm writing my book. No, you're not. Don't tell yourself you're writing when you're researching. You can say I'm researching. Don't count planning as writing. But I'm planning it out. I'm outlining. I'm getting some initial notes from my research. That's not writing. That's researching. Or I'm looking up quotes or statistics. And so I'm doing some writing today. No, you're not. Those are all activities that have nothing to do with writing. That might be pre-writing. That might be research, but it's not writing. And I'm not telling you not to do those things. I'm just telling you, don't talk to yourself about I'm writing a book. When in fact, what you're doing is you're sometimes even avoiding writing. Think about writing a book is only when you put one word after the other. And that's the big shift I want you to make. Here's something you can do to really understand the difference between what writing is versus what it's not. Set a timer. I have one on my phone. You could put an egg timer. It doesn't matter what. I usually use two minutes because it's an easy amount of time. I can't say I don't have two minutes. I open up a document on my computer or I open up a page in my journal and then I write. And I want you to do the same thing. I want you to set a timer and I want you to write for two minutes straight. Write about your morning or write about the events of yesterday. Don't make it a big topic. Just write whatever comes to mind. And I want you to write as fast and furious as you can. Don't think about, well, what should I say? No, just write. Whatever comes to your head, don't try to think about it. I always tell my author, stop thinking in your head, think on the page. People count thinking as writing. It's not. That's thinking. You can't even count thinking. Well, how am I going to know what I'm going to write if I don't think? You can think on the page. That's how you'll know. So you're going to start the timer for two minutes. You're going to write fast and furious. Don't even worry about punctuation or spelling or don't try to edit. We're not editing. Remember, we were trained to be editors. You can do the editing later. This is just the act of writing. You've got to get good at getting words on a page if you're going to be a writer. So hit go and write for two minutes. At the end of that two minutes, what I want you to do is stop and count the number of words. Some programs like Google Documents or Microsoft Word or Pages has a feature where you can count. It'll show you how many words are on the page. If not, just literally count them. Even I and 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 A all count. (laughs) Those are all words. Count them and then take the total and divide it by the number two. Now for two minutes, if you divide it by two, we'll give you your word count per minute. That's what you need. Now, I'm a pretty slow writer. At least I try not to rush because I get ahead of myself and I I don't even understand what I'm writing. So I can write about 28 words a minute at a very normal pace for me, even if I'm writing fast. 28 words in a minute doesn't seem like a lot. But if I do that for 60 minutes, for an hour, let's say, I write 28 words in a minute, that means I can write 1,680 words approximately in an hour. Now, why does that matter? So I'm keeping track of my words rather than pages, rather than days written, because books are made of words, not made up of time. So for example, average books for nonfiction leadership type books are anywhere from 45, 40,000 to about 65,000 words. So if I wrote an hour a day at my 28 words a minute in 30 days, I will have finished a full length manuscript of 50,000 words, writing just one hour a day. And that's how I finished. I set up the time, I set a timer, and I wrote until I got my words in. I knew I needed to write a certain number of words every day, and I wrote until I got them, no matter what. 
And when I was done, I was done. And that's how I did it. I didn't stress about, I should have written more. I should have written less. It's not very good. It's not well. Well, that was what editing was for. My job was just to get it out of me. Now, if you have written slower, then it might take you a few more days or a little more time. But you can write a book in that, in that many days. That's why the NaNoWriMo event that allows people to write a novel in a month exists. Because really, it's about getting words on a page. In fact, 50,000 words is what you need to finish in order to qualify for that sort of a competition. So I want to tell you that so that you understand that this is about execution and about stop overthinking things and counting things that aren't writing. So do the test, time your words, and you'll be surprised by how many words you can actually write in a very short period of time. If you do that, I want you to actually send me a note. Go to Azul Taronis, or you can go at Azul Taronis on anywhere, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and tag me. Tell me what your word count was. Tell me how many words you wrote in a minute, and you'll be surprised. You know, depending on your genre, you can write you can write a book a month if you wanted to. It's really about understanding that writing isn't as hard as you think. It's been made hard for lots of reasons, but you don't have to hang on to that. You can let go of it being hard. If it isn't hard, then now what do I do? Why am I not writing? Those are the things you're going to tackle. Why am I not writing today may have nothing to do with the fact that writing is hard. It has a lot to do with belief that I'm not good, this is not good enough, all those things. And that has nothing to do with writing. Those are all external events or sometimes internal in your head that you can work on, but just don't think of them as writing. And you'll have a better um, sort of understanding of it. And you'll be able to understand when you don't write that it has nothing to do with your ability to put one word after the other. And if you don't think in your head and you only think on the page, at least if you write what you think is bad words that day, at least you can see them. At least you've emptied the funnel and you can move forward the next day. So that's how I did my book in 30 days. That's how I want to do it. And some people might say, well, how do you structure it? How did you organize it? I'm going to be able to help you. I'm going to be leading workshops about this. But the idea of you getting it done is more about your brain being rewired to think that writing isn't planning, isn't researching, isn't thinking. It's actually words on a page. The other thing that you might notice is I don't want you to edit. Some of you, those squiggly lines in the, on the, the word page that you're typing is terrifying and you stop to fix everything as you write. I know it's tempting. It's how you've trained your brain to edit things as you go. It's super inefficient though. And what I've learned is sometimes you write something you've edited beautifully. It's so well, quote, well-written grammatically, has no squiggly lines, no spelling mistakes. And then an editor might read it and go, okay, this is great, but it's the thing that's really useful is this last three sentences. Get rid of everything else and write about this. And then you, after struggling weeks to make one piece of writing so good, and an editor might tell you it's not good enough, just throw it out, let's start again. You'll be devastated and you'll stop. But if they look, if you didn't spend much time doing it and you sort of edit it and you realize that isn't great, you won't feel bad about spending you know, 40 minutes writing a piece that would have taken you weeks in the past because you realize I could recreate that with just a little bit of time. So you stop editing, you'll be much more efficient at getting good at writing. Because if you want to be a runner, thinking about running, planning about running, hydrating, eating the right foods, doing the right stretches, but then never going out to run and telling yourself you're a runner is sort of not true. And so there's a dissonance there. There's not a truth to it. Writing is about not being good. Just like running isn't about, are you a good runner or not? No, I'm a runner. I just go out the door and I run. If you compare yourself to others, then you could actually judge yourself. But if you're not doing that, it makes it infinitely easier to actually become a runner. And it's also infinitely easier to become a writer. The last thing I want you to think about, besides thinking about how you write differently than you have in the past, is to remember that the fears that you have, the fears and doubts like, oh, what if this isn't any good? Oh, this person just released a book on my topic. I thought I had an original idea. Or, 
oh, what, what will people say on Amazon or on Barnes and Noble and, and leaving reviews? Will they review it well? Or will it be horrible? Those kinds of things will actually either destroy you or help you. It'll destroy you if it keeps you from writing. If you realize that this is the way authors feel, they always sort of feel a little insecure. They always feel like maybe this is not good enough. And you go, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. This isn't because I'm not an author that I'm feeling this. It's because I am. And once you realize it's because you are a certain way, and this is what authorship feels like, then you'll be better off. You won't be doubting every step of the way. Because if you doubt, you're going to find yourself lost. You're going to find yourself sort of in a world of hurt because you're going to think that something's totally off. I love the saying that imposter syndrome isn't held by imposters, meaning imposters don't have imposter syndrome. Well, that's true. Non-writers don't have writer's block. Writer's block, writers, the feeling of imposter syndrome comes from being a writer. You can't wish it away. You just have to hold on to that idea. And then you realize you'll actually get better and better with every day, with every week, with every word on the page, you'll get better. And you can't expect to be good at writing a book if you've never done it. That's just not fair. And most people, if you're a good writer in college, to write your own story, you write your own truth is a lot more difficult. And you got to give yourself some grace for that. I hope these tips help you. I want to inspire you that writing is not as hard as you make it. It's easier than you think. And that if you really put your mind to it and think on the page and not in your head, every day you show up, you'll get better at writing. It only takes 30 days to get a book out of you. And planning and orchestrating all the steps beforehand, yes, it takes some ev- some planning and I could help you with that. But what I want you to do is, is let go of the idea that it's hard or that it's not meant for you. You are meant to write this book. You know it. You've been thinking about it. You've been writing uh, little notes to yourself. Maybe even had someone tell you, you should write that as a book. You would write a good book. And then fear sets in, the doubt. Oh, but who am I? I can't write a book. I've never written anything since high school. In fact, I didn't write my high school paper. Someone else did. And then here we go down a incredible rabbit hole of fear. If you were meant to write a book, you know it because you can't seem to get the idea out of your head. It wakes you up. It pounds on the inside of your skull. You just can't shake it. Well, we're human. And by nature, we're designed to tell stories and to share them with other people. Think of all of the hundreds and thousands of years that man passed down his history with oral tradition and telling stories and inscribing them on buildings and into the pages for people to read and understand the history. There's something innate and powerful about writing. And it's given to every man and woman on this earth, this idea that their truth should be shared. And if it comes to you, it's your time. It's your time to tell your truth. And no one's going to give you permission other than the permission you give yourself. It's time for you to take action. And don't worry about how does it get published? How do I know when? How does it get done? Those are all things I used to think about, which would keep me from writing. It seemed like a noble thing to think about. But first, you have to be committed to this process. I hope that you are inspired, that you take action, that you actually put your book out into the world, and that you no longer wait because the world's waiting for your book. Thank you for listening again to another episode of Authors Who Lead. We appreciate you being here, and we hope you subscribe so you get this delivered to your device every week. And if you haven't left us a review, please do so. It really helps. And if you have a book in your heart, you've been wanting to write a book, please go to authorswholead.com and join us on this journey of becoming a published author.